Hey everyone, welcome back to Pretending with Dice. As always, I'm your host, AJ, and I'm joined once again by your games master for the Shadowrun episodes, Eden. How's it going? Hello there. I'm pretty good. How are you doing today? I, I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Um, well, we, last time we kind of talked about what sort of made you decide to sort of go with like a, a setting like this, but um, I figured this time we'd sort of see, um, now that we've met most of our sort of supporting cast of NPCs, like what was your some of your kind of... Um, inspirations for kind of picking the archetypes that you did for, for that well in in broad strokes i was trying to come up with a setting that had like a sense of i don't know a community of sorts as much as it was obviously broken and run down and what have you there, there is a sense of connection between a lot of the characters and they have their reasons for being there and in particular i wanted there to be kind of like an unusual bunch because obviously this given the opportunity to sort of let my mind go a bit wild and <laughs> come up with whatever, whatever bizarre characters i felt like yeah and this setting being as wild as it can be i thought why not and, and in the moment a few of these characters came to mind like vanda was not quite as fully formed like she came out very fully formed out of my <laughs> mouth as soon as like i was like oh i've got an idea in the moment but as far as i was concerned she was just kind of like a haughty brothel mistress kind of type and mm. that's as far as i've gone but then obviously that extra level of well everybody's heard at this point what quite what vanda is and what Celis is adventures were with her <laughs> yeah i mean that's the, that's the way it goes sometimes you'll just have like a maybe just like a one sentence kind of idea in your head of like that's what this character's like i mean some of the ones that we've we've done on D D are 100 percent like that like oh for sure uh some of them you know put a bit more work into like vagan and that because you know i had a full character sheet worked up for him because mm-hmm. i knew he was going to be in battles with you guys and that but like some of them is literally i had an idea and that was like okay maybe they run into a kind of portly like incompetent country cop and that was all i had in my mind in that first story arc where you ran into like the sheriff guy Mm -hmm. and then just based on yeah it's funny it's interesting to see what comes out through the the interactions it's good i'm I'm so pleased that you're getting to kind of find that out absolutely yeah i found that opening my mouth and like in particular the accent that comes out like sometimes that is a complete potluck and like you, I find myself suddenly realising, like, did I actually think about what this character's voice was? No, I didn't. Oh dear! Like, and then in the moment, it's like, and here's what I'm capable of doing in this moment, and yeah. that informs the character so much. Obviously, this this particular Shadowrun game is full of geezers, isn't it? There's <laughs> a lot of the hard talking, hard fighting dudes. Yeah, that's it. But I, I feel like that that sets the character a great deal. Like, as much as Sir Abbas is in Dorset, like. <laughs> I suppose with the way that I've had invoked EastEnders as being possibly in some people's minds like a tale of what the past was perhaps that's where they all learn their accents <laughs> like the, Dor- the Dorset accent is kind of dying out as it is so perhaps that's like what it becomes is like everybody, just, everybody just becomes a bit kind of like a I'm trying to think of the right term is it Estuary London or something like yeah, that yeah I think that's it but yeah yeah I mean like you say you never know really what you're going to do until you're playing as well oh yeah absolutely no the, the, the challenge of flitting between characters and yourself and reacting quickly to people oh yeah absolutely I appreciate I appreciate all the more what you do now and yeah I thoroughly enjoyed doing it so yeah yeah okay then so let's uh, let's just recap what happened last time and then we'll, we'll go into today's episode then I think okay um, so last time we we sort of started our last episode still in the club, the giant sin, didn't we? With um, mm. Salus in uh, Vanders. What would you call it? 
boudoir. A boudoir? Yeah, yeah, yeah I think that's the right term. <laughs> um, she, she read him a nice story, and um, before leaving, uh, when she left, he managed to sort of hack into the uh, the computer systems of the uh, the club a little bit. Didn't really get a whole lot of um, important information out of them, would you say? Uh, no, he, I mean, he got the hollow bits of all the uh, characters. I'm sure they'll come in handy for some... Yep. <laughs> <laughs> if nothing else, there'll be a memento. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After that, uh, Silas and Giles then kind of wandered around in the woods behind the uh, behind the club, sort of looking for a, an entrance way in the um, in the fence and that. And I think they were just doing a bit of sort of general scouting, weren't they? That's it, and getting a sense of the the routes in and out of the place, getting a little glance, at a, a little downward slope out of that area that may or not help them out. Possibly, it might lead to something interesting. Hmm. Um, and then they just kind of went back to the pub, didn't they? And um, yeah, the they morning... got, got a little bit more information. Sat down with uh, the uh, landlord for a little bit longer, gave him a little bit of an update on what they'd be doing, and uh, had a little rest. Yeah. And the following morning, uh, they met Bonnie, didn't they? The the woman they'd been hired to um, protect. That's it. The the entire reason they were there. She came in to help bury the barfly. That's kind of where we left off. I think. Oh no! The, the very last thing was uh, Giles had offered to give her a, um, a one of his med packs, which was way more sophisticated than anything she had had on hand. Oh, speaking of Giles, we're forgetting the the continuing texts. And oh yes, the, yeah. The arranging of a date. We. Oh, I can't believe we missed that. Yeah, yeah. Giles <laughs> has arranged a date, which I'm not entirely sure at this point of his um, motivations behind it. Um, with the uh, the club's residents. What would you call her? Bouncer um, slash admin slash walking muscle? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. The, the towering dasher. Yeah. Um, and keep in mind that Giles is a like he's a short guy. Jason described him as walking short man syndrome. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I should um, give you a sense of like the visuals of Dasher stood next to him and they're they're unlikely love. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that is pretty much where we left off, wasn't it? Indeed, indeed. Indeed. Okay, so, uh, alright then, without further ado, we will get into today's episode. Enjoy. I'm gonna hand her a medikit because I've got several on me. And what is up with all, darling? She glances over for the first time properly in your direction and is taken aback ever so slightly at your appearance, but then sees the medikit in your hand. Her expression immediately softens a little bit, especially when her eyes shoot over to Salas and she's kind of like, oh, this is again, everybody that has seen the two of you stood together so far has given you this look of like, what the hell are these two doing? Today? Yeah, I mean, I'm nearly a foot taller than him. That's it. There's like a strange little and large kind of like <laughs> one of you slightly more refined looking, one of you slightly more thuggish looking. Like this is an odd couple situation for sure. Yeah. Still rugged. <laughs> she, uh, really? You're going to just give me a medikit? You know how much these cost? Nah, that's all right, darling. I do all right for myself. 
and she takes it off of you readily and opens it up and starts pulling out the various bits and pieces, the, the high-end medical equipment that's far better than the very cheap kind of bandages and uh, alcohol that she was using to swab at this man's arm and sets to work undoing the bandages she's just done up and cleaning quite a lot better than she had been able to. As she's doing this, she's clearly warmed to you both a little bit and continues to talk and says, like, so what are you boys in town for? Oh, just uh, passing through, you know, seeing the side, out in the countryside, you know. I'm, I'm so used to the city, we thought I'd get a bit of a change in the air might uh, do me some good. Both of you are here to do that, and she looks at Silas and, like, she can really believe it with you, and she looks... I'm pretty pale. <laughs> yeah, she looks over at Giles and says, like, you're here for the sightseeing? No, I just get bored. <laughs> All right, that makes more sense. You, is this some kind of bodyguard situation? I've, I've seen so many people come through this town, and like, I just don't get it. It's yes, let's call that yes, it's something like that. He's, I do guard his body. <laughs> and I... <laughs> um, okay. She, she kind of looks between the two of you as if, like, all right, then I'm, I'm not going to ask any further questions, but whatever you guys get up to is your own business. And she thanks you again. Oh, thank, thanks again for the med kit. I'll just finish up here. And she's managed to do the work quite a lot quicker now. I mean, she's applied a few of the, uh, the antibacterial things that were in this kit. They've gone to work very fast, visibly removing, like, elements of infection from his arm, hmm. this being high-tech and what have you. Um, and she... Closes the wound back up, wraps it back up, and sort of smiles at you both and Tommy, and looks to Tommy and says, I'll be back again tomorrow, Tommy. He goes, and I'll be waiting for you, love. And she smiles and says, oh, you're, you're too nice to me. He goes, ah, oh, there's nobody that could be too nice to you. And well, then, aren't you two quite the pair? Oh, well, and Tommy kind of like shoots you a look as if to say like, Cut it out. You know? Yeah, stop. <laughs> Um, Bonnie is in her 20s. Tommy is in his late 50s. Well, this just took on a whole nother... Just for clarity's <laughs> sake here. Um, okay, so... Actually, Bonnie, do you know what? I think you can help me with something. Do you mind if we go back to your clinic? Oh, well, <laughs> she's, she runs a clinic. It's natural to go back there. You want to get something looked at? Slightly taken aback, Bonnie does sort of look at you and say, well, what, what, what do you need to go to the clinic for? Like, Is there something I can help you with? Oh, I've just got a shoulder plays up occasionally, you know. It'd be good to get a professional look at it. I can look at her shoulder here, and she kind of immediately starts walking towards you. Like oh, I, I get all shy. I much, I much rather it was somewhere, somewhere, more, somewhere else. We can go up to your bedroom if you like. Yeah, that'd be fine. And Tommy shoots you a look as if to say, "What the fuck do you think you're doing?" <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he goes, Tommy looks as as he does say, he's looking at you, and he says. What are you talking about? I saw you lifting all that luggage last night. I did like that shoulder can't be that bad. That was my arm, you idiot. He grits his teeth. Bonnie's still looking at you, completely oblivious of what's going on on Tommy's face, but he's looking at you, like, staring daggers right now. Like, what the hell are you doing? He's going to smile sweetly at him. Okay. She's ridiculous from her <laughs> Bonnie continues... And she's caught up to you now. She's got an arm around your shoulder, and she says, okay, well, just lead the way. And you... Take her off to the towards the bedroom. I'm um, gonna stay down here in the bar. Okay. I was relying on you to question her, but cool. Oh. <laughs> no, it's fine. I'll go. Well, for no, it. it'd just be weird if I went to. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Like, <laughs> if she'd have said, "Fine, we'll go to the clinic," then I would have had a yeah, plausible, I know. plausible excuse to come. But to no, it. she wanted me to. She wanted to take me to bed. Okay, so um, as they're heading off up the stairs. 
Tommy leans in towards Salas and said, whispers to him, What the fuck is your friend doing? Oh, well, he, he's a bit of a... I think he just wants to get some more information. He's a, he's a little bit blunt when it comes to that kind of thing, and uh, it, it'll be fine. It'll be, it'll all be fine it, in the end. It better bloody well be. I, I, I wouldn't worry about a thing. Trust what's, me. She, what's she even going to tell you? Like, like you, you know what the situation is. You don't, like, she's paying for medical supplies. Well, maybe you can, I don't know, get a couple of details she hasn't told you. She doesn't even know that Dieter owns her debt yet. Yeah, but she knows she's got a debt. Yeah, but, like, if you tell her the wrong thing and give any indication, she's going to panic. Well, uh, hmm. And he just... Let's hope that doesn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, With that, Tommy realises that there's not really much he can say to you at this point. Like, there's nothing you can tell him about what's about to occur. He needs to kind of grit his teeth and wait. So unless there's something else you want to say or do, Tommy's going to sort of do the barman routine a little bit, mostly lean on the bar and kind of let time pass. Um, well, uh, how, about, how about a drink, Tommy? We'll, uh... Another cranberry juice. Oh, that'd be lovely. Thank you. Uh, he pours one out and slides it over to you. <laughs> I'm going to need to start charging for these. Oh, well, how, how much for the cranberry juice, sir? Um, okay, let's call it five. Oh, okay. Very yeah, well. Right. <laughs> um, so with that, he, he's gonna take five credits off. You bought yeah. the cranberry juice. I'm just in my head because I'm giving out so two hundred for the taxi, one hundred to get into the giant sin. He paid for my fifty quid bedtime story. So I'm currently at uh, I have two hundred ninety five new yen to my name. We'll see how much more you have to spend before the, the yeah. game is up. <laughs> okay, so we'll leave you back in the bar enjoying your cranberry juice, Indeed. and we'll go upstairs with Bonnie and Giles. So. Um, you lead the way, Bonnie comes up the stairs behind you, and as you enter into the bedroom, uh, Bonnie kind of looks around, looks... Uh, is there any... Have you left anything out? What's, what's visible in the room? My kit there, but I've got my gun on me, okay. so that's pretty much it. It's just, it's got, just a bag. just got clothes visible, if it, even if... It's not even open. Okay. So there's nothing incriminating, nothing that's immediately going to make her... There's just lines of drugs on a mirror. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so she walks in, and uh, they, you close the door... And she says, okay, take your jacket off. Let's have a look at this shoulder. <laughs> you don't mess around. Oh, I'm just joking. Take my, take my jacket off um, as, as I'm doing it. So, you look pretty surprised by the medicate I gave you. Who do you get your medical supplies off then? Well, there's, there's a number of people that come into town from time to time. And they, they just, they're, um, well, it's black market. So it's not the highest grade, and it, the cost is quite high because this isn't really a, a part of the country that people pay attention to anymore. I mean, it, it having gone through its boom and bust and what have you. So yes, black black market for the most part. And uh, I, I owed money previously to the man that was running the uh, the trading caravan, and his name was um, Miles. But he uh, unfortunately, well, I haven't seen him for some time. Oh, that's uh, that's unusual. So. If you owe money, you can't possibly make enough to actually pay these back then. Um, well, hang on, were we not talking about your shoulder? And no, she- I'll show you the shoulder in a second. I'm just worried about you, darling. You know, I, I like to try and do good where I can. Let's have a persuasion check. Yeah. <laughs> Roll for me. What was it before? It was. So you had. I have six. Six. And um, because Bonnie is charming. a lovely girl, Fuck. she's got five charisma. So. And okay, so you've got 
four hits and Bonnie has one. So you've completely persuaded her. Oh, Bonnie almost got a critical glitch. Oh, so that could have been interesting, but nope, didn't get that. So um, having noted the medikit and kind of recognizing your tone and a certain amount of authenticity that seems to be behind it, Bonnie is very much taken with what you've just said and uh, she opens up a little bit. And there, you can see the hint of a tear appearing in her eyes and she says, well, I don't afford it. I don't really like to think about it that much, but I'm I'm in quite a lot of debt at this point. Oh well, that doesn't doesn't sound good at all. Can I do anything to help at all? I don't, I don't know what you can do. As I said, I haven't seen Miles for quite a long time, and well, the debts are accruing. It's not like he was an individual working by himself. He's part of an operation, and I've, I can only assume that the the, the bell's going to toll at some point. I mean, I'm I'm twenty thousand down. That's quite the debt. Hmm. I tell you what. You let me see if I can do something about it. I'm, I'm uh, not adverse to these kind of things. I'm pretty good with it. She kind of looks at you with a certain amount of confusion and says, but, but you don't even know me. Well, like, why, why would you do this? And she takes a step back, slightly concerned that you're coming on very strong right now. Because I get bored, I already said. <laughs> What's, like... I think we should go back to your friends. I've already put my bat jacket on and I'm heading towards the door. And she's noted that we she's not even touched your shoulder. Yeah. So we're heading back downstairs now. Here's one for you, Tommy. What does a zombie vegetarian eat? Oh, I don't know. What does a zombie vegetarian eat? Grains. Uh. <laughs> I, I thought you might like that one. You know what, I've, I've, I was starting to get a bit sick of the sight of you in your cranberry juice, but that's alright. Uh, you know, you got any more of those? Uh, if you, yes, quite a few more. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you call someone with no body and no nose? Uh, I, I, I don't know. Nobody knows. <laughs> and, and Tommy kind of like immediately like guffaws in a way that's very unbecoming and quite clearly like he just completely lost it over that even though it was quite a low level joke <laughs> and he looks over to see Giles and uh, Bonnie coming down the stairs and he's oh. wiping a tear from his eye going oh my god Bonnie you should hear some of these jokes he's hilarious oh is he on his jokes again Jesus oh you, you know me I get when I, when I get nervous I stop stop with the stop, stop with the bad jokes what's your charisma it's not high. <laughs> What's your charisma? My no. charisma. It, it, oh no! It's I got charisma four. Okay. I want you to roll to see if you're going to affect Barry with your jokes. Totally. Okay. <laughs> well, Barry, being a fairly broken alcoholic man, has a charisma of two. Okay. So he's going to have to do very well to beat you here. Well, I got four. I might roll four ones. You never. Well, know. exactly. It okay. could be a critical glitch. Okay. Right. Uh, I got one hit. One hit. And one. I got. I rolled a one, a three, a four, and a five. Okay. And we have no hits over here. So your joke lands with Barry, and his shoulders start coming up and down. <laughs> in a, I like that one, did you, Barry? Far, far more movement than you'd have expected. And as he, this is happening, he starts <coughs> oh, oh, coughing no. and spluttering. <laughs> in a very violent way and Bonnie comes running over from the stairs and sort of rubs his back and, and grabs a handkerchief out of a pocket and holds it to his mouth 
And when she brings the handkerchief back, there's blood on it. Oh, no. Oh. And immediately the mood has kind of come back down again, and Tommy's like, oh, bloody hell, I don't, I don't, I'm sorry, mate. I don't, I'm, so, I'm, so, I'm so sorry. I knew my jokes were Oh, bad. no, no, it's not your fault. I kept asking for more jokes. I mean, they're so bloody good. Yes. Well, thank you. But <laughs> uh, I feel really bad about this now. And Bonnie kind of like taps Barry on the back and looks towards you and says like it's not your fault he's he's on his last leg here he's been here for like this for a very long time and I'm just doing what I can there's there's no saving Barry at this point oh no but he seemed he seemed like such a nice fellow and uh, <laughs> talkative Barry um, <clears throat> has managed to take a sip of his beer to kind of like choke back like the coughing at this point and he kind of goes, <clears throat> and in in reference to you saying that he's a nice guy. <laughs> and Bonnie says he is. He he well, he used to be a far nicer man. You'd have liked him if you'd met him ten years ago when I first got here. But it's all gone downhill from there, like a lot of other things around here. And she kind of looks down and then looks around and says, "Well, I I can't stand around here all day with you guys." And then she looks over at Giles with the look of, "Hmm, I, I, I'm not sure if I want to be around you right now." And kind of rushes off. I think that's how we all look at Giles. <laughs> Just most of the time. <laughs> Too rugged. She says, uh, "Okay, Barry, I'll see you tomorrow." And uh, yeah, as I said, Tommy, I'll see you tomorrow. And he, he, this time, he's not quite as sunny because of what's just happened. He says, "Okay, Bonnie, you get on your way. Have a have a good day, best you can." And she heads off out through the front door. Oh, I feel I feel rather bad about this. I'm sorry, Barry. Barry lowers his head and then brings it back up very slowly. Yeah, as as just an acknowledgement. I'll keep my jokes to myself in future then. Tommy, 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 Tommy looks at you again and, and he's like you just don't have to tell him as loudly mate you, you can tell me oh do, do you want one more just on oh. he, and he slides he looks at Barry and he sort of looks at you two and he sort of motions his head over to the other side of the bar and he's okay, sl- yeah I, I walk around the bar he then. slides his elbow along the bar and sort of like perches down at the other end out of earshot of Barry and he goes go on go on Let's, let's hear it. I, I need a little bit of sunshine after that. What did the buffalo say when his child left? I don't know. What did the buffalo say? Bye, son. <laughs> and he, he splutters and makes ridiculous noises as he tries to hold back a guffaw, desperately trying to make sure that Barry doesn't know that a hilarious thing just happened. And he sort of looks at you both and he's like, You guys get a bloody get out of here before I explode. You look so angry at me right now. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I think uh, I give him a nod and go, okay, well, well, we'll see you later on then. Okay, so you're going to head out the back? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and if there's something you want to do outside during the day, then say the word. But if you want to skip to seven or eight when the sun's setting, we can well, skip to them. Might go sightseeing, look at the, go see the giant while we're here. Yeah, you want to yeah. go to the giant? You, you don't look sure. interested. You, don't, <laughs> you know, it's because he had chalky penis. <laughs> Okie doke. If I wanted to see a chalky white penis, I'd pull your trousers down. <laughs> so, <laughs> as you wander out of the back entrance of the building and uh, out into the high street again, um, you can see a painted line on the ground that wasn't quite as visible during the night time. You weren't really paying much attention to no, the, the street really markings, but. 
The, this line is bright red, the same colour that was the neon sign and the, the dong was. Yeah. And it's got arrows on it that are headed out towards the edge of town. And you can see on the horizon just the very crest of the hill, not quite the giant itself from where you are, hmm. but you can see the hill that it's on and that this arrow is pointing in that direction. Huh. So there's a nice convenient route for you to follow because yeah. it's clearly a tourist attraction. Are follow, we following that? Follow the arrows then, I think, Giles. We skip. Okie dope. Well, I don't go that far, but... Merrily. <laughs> Giles attempts to skip with Silas. I feel like Silas <laughs> isn't really a skipper. No, in, you... in that he doesn't skip and he doesn't really captain a yacht. <laughs> so, Stop the from, a, from an observer's point of view, I like the idea that maybe uh, Giles has linked arms with Silas and he's Chim Chim Chiruin down Am the I Prongs? I think you're prawns. Maybe at this point you're ah. heading. <laughs> <laughs> Every story, there's always there's one prawns, there's one anime, and there's one bork, and I feel like I'm halfway between all three, and, and you're leaning more towards the prawns side of things, but yeah. but sexy. <laughs> it's, it's me, sexy prawns. <laughs> that's that's very nice. <laughs> hey, I've got that charm person spell. We'll see what happens next time. Um, so. We're, we've got Giles Chim Chim Chiruin hop skipping and like dancing down the road As and Silas next to him he's just kind, kind of, of walking along looking a little you know, I, like Silas kind of is getting the feeling like because he, he knew Giles didn't really want to go so he gets the feeling that Giles is maybe taking the piss almost like a well let's go see the giant then why don't we skip <laughs> go see the fucking giant you're not wrong um, so he's kind of like well I mean, he's a little bit put but yeah he's a local Attraction? Why wouldn't we go see the giant? We've got the time to spare. Before your date with, uh, what was her name? Dasher. 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 She's fucking dashing as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 yeah, we're heading so, yeah, to the giant. So, leading, uh, following this line as it leads you out of the town, it takes you probably about 45 minutes to properly get away from the high street. It leads you through a very run-down suburban-looking area. There's hints that there are people living very mundane, dull lives here. There's no jobs, so they're all kind of eking out existences there are kids playing in the street as you pass and they give you very funny looks because of what's going on with the two of you and they laugh and point and stare and one of them shouts out look at those weirdos i just kind of look back at them and just sort of give them a bit of an odd look and keep walking without saying anything the the kids are all pointing and laughing and like there's a few of them that are running between other groups of kids quickly like laughing and joking they're clearly making up things about you wondering what's going on but with these, these two oddballs Sailor's doesn't really know how by. to deal with kids I'm just going to pull a face at them um Given that you're quite an imposing figure, a few of the kids are taken aback and run away, whereas the, the ones that were really taking the piss already are still pointing and laughing even harder because they know you're not going to do anything. <laughs> Which so, is fine. So you pass through this residential area and you get to the foot of the hill. The giant is very clear now, uh, but unlike the present day, the giant has an enormous fence around it and there is a clear path leading up to it and at the bottom of the hill and where this fencing ends is a gate and at the gate is a man stood in a giant penis costume <laughs> and he sees you both approaching and <laughs> what a dick <laughs> he steps out he's, he's stood underneath a small shelter and there's a collection box next to him and he steps forwards and he goes have we come to see the giant's giant uh, I, yes yes Welcome, gentlemen. 
Would you like the full tour or would you like to uh, walk around by yourselves? I think I'll walk around by ourselves. I think I don't need to... I can, I can look up any relevant information. <laughs> uh, the guy tries to not look too disappointed, but at the same time there's a certain amount of like, oh, well, thank God I don't have to walk up that hill <laughs> about him. Um, and he goes, okay then, guys, that'll be 50 each. 50 each. <laughs> no. Well, it's 50 or you don't come in. And he kind of taps on the fence. It makes a metallic clank noise. And there's a big lock on it. And he's clearly got the keys about his person somewhere. But you can make a choice on what you want to do next at this point. You're quite welcome to go up. I'm not paying 50 fucking anything for this. I'll geez. take some photos and show you when I get back then. All right, I'm going to... Uh, <laughs> uh, fuck it, sit why, down. why don't you go start a fight with those children? Don't beat up children. <laughs> Well, some of them looked on like they're nearly teenagers. I still don't beat up children. Well, they're taller than you. That's not that hard, though, is it? Are you picking a fight? No, I just... You, you right, they're sharp and you've you've been the funny the whole way here. The man in the penis costume looks at you Are both and he's like, is this, a, is this some kind of domestic, guys? What's, like... At what point did you think it was a good fucking idea to get involved in this argument? Just because you look like a dick doesn't mean you have to fucking act like one, now does it? Bloody hell, all right, then fine. And he kind of like Stop back takes a step off. back and sort of leans against his perch under the shell. He goes, all right, all right you, you let me know if you want to go. Yes, one, please. All right. And he, uh, you're handing him the cash. Yeah, I hand him the cash. Okay, so he takes the cash off of you, sticks it in his pocket. He pulls out a big wedge of keys, inexplicably large given there's only one I was thinking, thing yeah. in front of him. <laughs> but for some reason, he's got all of these. You don't know what they're all about. <laughs> the same key a hundred times. <laughs> <laughs> I like that idea. <laughs> he uh, just he in case he loses door. one of them, <laughs> they're all on the same ring. <laughs> it makes sense in his head, at least. Um, so he pulls the gate back, and he nods Silas through, and keeps an eye fixed on Giles because he looks like the type that might try and make a run for it. I'm just Bob- gonna wander down the hill and just like find a tree to nap under or something. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Cool, right, well, in that case, um, you're going to head up the hill. I am, yeah. And up there, it's it's the Cernabus giant. It's it's as it ever was. It's a fairly grassy field. Anybody that's listening to this that wants to have a look at it, look look up Cernabus. It's C-E-R-N- a real thing. C-E-R-N-A-B-B-A-S. Uh, yeah, it's a real thing. I've driven past it numerous times in real life, which was the inspiration for this. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. You see Cernabus. What do you want to do? I'm going to take some photos. Any particular focus of these folk? Uh, well, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna no, they're tasteful. I'm gonna okay. uh, take some wide shots to you know get it in context. I'm gonna do a weird one where I'm selfieing and kind of looking like it's in the background. So I'm kind of like you know <laughs> pulling a face like Silas isn't great at selfies, sort of thing. He never knows where to look. I like it. It's like he's trying to pull a look of like. I'm casual about this, but he's very clearly not casual yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I take my photos and uh, get a good look, and I'm sort of, hmm, well, that was, um, that was rather, that was rather entertaining. And uh, then I come back down the hill. Okay. Um, Dickman meets you at the gate, and uh, he pulls things back. He goes, "Oh, you get a good look at it then." Oh yes. Worth the fifty. Not even slightly. Uh, that's the spirit, mate. And he taps you on the back with a big smile on his face and uh, kind of wipes some sweat from his forehead because the sun's now starting to get, get quite warm. It's, it's, mid- rather hot it's around it. midday, let's say, by the time you've kind of been up and down and all that. And, uh, yeah. Well, it looks rather hot in that costume. 
I am. Sweat my balls off, mate. Who makes you wear it? Eh? Makes me? It's my job. I, I make this costume myself. Could you not have made it with some more ventilation, then? He kind of looks down at the thing, and he's like, Well, was, have you ever seen a holy shaft? Well, once. <laughs> Less said about that the bear, I think. <laughs> um, yeah. Moving swiftly on from your uh, holy penis story, because I'm, I'm not sure I want to hear that. Uh, you have a good day, mate. I'm going to. Uh, I'm just going to. Uh, yeah. Stop talking now. Well, <laughs> and, he, and he looks down, and it, he's got something in his hand. Whether it, you can't quite make it out. It might be electronic. It's it's something he's paying attention to. Well, uh, okay. Uh, have a good. Day pretending to be a dick. Alright. See ya. Okay. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm awkward. Like, he's. Yeah. And I just walk away. I got it. It's in character. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I'm sort of looking to see where Giles has gone. Okay, so bottom of the hill. Yeah, you, you found a tree to lean against. You, you've been napping for a little while. Like, that, that whole zonk out thing that you described, like, that kicked in clearly. And you've had a nice rest. In the meantime, though. And what you're woken by just before Silas kind of comes back, your phone starts buzzing off the hook. And the first message is a peach with a, like, a wave symbol next to it. <laughs> then a um, plus, and then the aubergine eggplant two times, and then equals uh, exploding hearts. And then the calendar symbol afterwards, and a thumbs up. The next message it's on. <laughs> is the same again, but there's two peaches this time, and two waves, and three aubergines. How many dicks does she think I have? She doesn't know what you're packing, but I'm she's only got a man. I've only got two dicks. <laughs> but she's got two peaches, so I don't know what's, what's going on here. This is Dash's oh, right. way of communicating. <laughs> this is going to be a very interesting uh, experience for you, I can tell. <laughs> um... So yeah, do you want to send anything back to that? That's what wakes you up. And as as you're reading these, or well, reading these as much as you can, interpreting these things, um, you can see Silas kind of just coming down to the bottom of the hill and he's, I don't know, <laughs> have you got a smile on your face? How are you looking after your trip up the hill? Um, I'm ambivalent. Like, I'm glad I saw it, but I'm not glad about the 50 quid ripoff and then the guy being a bit weird with me. Um, so I'm just sort of... Uh, yeah, who expects the guy in a dick costume to be weird? Well... <laughs> They're normally so level-headed. <laughs> it's more of a crown, but... Um... Um, I'm going to text back with just the two aubergines, the two peaches, and a winky face. Okay, okay. Um You don't get an immediate response to that one. So we're going to skip time through to the evening. Um, let's say it's about seven o'clock-ish. You've gone back to the Giants Inn. I do just want to say I showed um, Giles the photos that I took at the top. He'll be like, look what you missed. Any reaction? No. <laughs> Giles, impassive, no. Walks, walks back towards the pub, not caring. <laughs> uh, back at the pub, um, Tommy is eating another packet of peanuts behind the bar. Um, Barry has four peanuts in front of him, indication that there were more at one point, but not that many more. 
Um, he's still got a pint. <laughs> it's still inexplicably frothy, and you still can't tell whether or not he's drank a single sip of it in the entire time that you've been and gone. Did we see any other food places in town as we were walking through? Um, there were a number of street vendors and vending machines outside. Yeah, I wanted to have picked up something a bit more substantial than peanuts, I think. Okay, so on the way back, let's, let's say that you headed down the high street, and on the, on the way down the high street... Um, in those alcoves and alleyways where during the true night time there were people potentially selling illicit goods yeah. there are a couple of street vendors one of them selling kind of like kebab shawarma type stuff uh, there's another guy that's got some very dodgy looking hot dogs and uh, any elvish food um, anything in particular really. you can think <laughs> of no. uh, <laughs> I, I asked the question and immediately was like what's elvish food uh, yeah, you gave me pause for thought there I was like I, I don't know any Elvis. Definitely Elvis. No. He's got. There's a guy selling Elven bread. Yeah, I grab a. I grab a bit of Elven bread, and it's inexplicably fresh, even though it's been out in the open for a very long time. It's like garlic bread, but thinner. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, that, that costs yeah. you a, a nominal amount, like I want garlic five bread or something. So some amount where we're not really going to be bothered about. Yeah, that. I just. Yeah. At I, this point, I'm counting money for nothing. I feel right. like sailors couldn't survive on just peanuts for the yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we'll survive on garlic bread instead. <laughs> um, there's vending machines Just and stuff like along the roads as well. Did you want to have a look at anything else while you're out there before you come inside? Um, um, well, what, what, have we, what do we see? Um, well, there's a couple of vending machines. You can't really see what's in them from the distance. They're a bit further down the road towards the pub from these uh, street vendors that you're picking mm. up stuff from. Uh, you're eating your oven bread as you're walking away from them. It's delicious and it's nutritious. It's it's in fact inexplicably good considering it came from the street. But being an elf and knowing elven bread, you knew that this was going to be a solid choice. Yeah, I, I I've got my diet and I stick to it. I am allergic to seafood, so. Uh, so yeah, there's a bunch of vending machines in front of you, but otherwise you're, you're looking at heading back to the pub. Yeah, what's in the vending machines? Do I get a... Uh... Okay, so if you want to head over yeah, to the vending wanna, machines wanna and have a closer look at them. Um, inside the first vending machine that you come up to, it's just a standard kind of drinks vending machine. There's soy calf, there's a variety of other just sort of sports drinks, things that are there to sort of give the revelers a little bit of pep as they stag at home. Yeah, I grab a soy calf from the machine. Okay. Anything I'm, I'm a bit tired of Tommy's condescending look at my um, cr- cranberry juice. <laughs> I grab a soda-based beverage. Okie doke. Sports drink. Like I ask for Coke and get Pepsi. Get super pumped. <laughs> uh, you press a button for a... Uh, it's just marked soda and it's been written in pen. Uh, what comes out is something called crab soda. It's a red can and inex- it's inexplicably fishy. Glove galush. <laughs> Damn you for recognising what's Glove glass. Glass. Crab juice. Uh, glove no. glass. Just, just glove glass. Um, I drink my glove glass. It's, it's crabby. <laughs> Given that he's um, allergic to seafood and seeing this can fall out, have you yeah, got any I reaction? Yeah, I turn my nose up at it and just like take a step back. Like, oh, oh, keep, keep it away from me. I don't, I don't want any of that. I know, I know. Guess you guys won't be kissing later on or anything. <laughs> we never kiss. <laughs> he knows. Um, in the next vending machine along from you is uh, the writing and text on the outside of the machine has very clearly an image of the Cernabas giant. Okay. And there are a selection of implements and toys and devices within this thing. 
Um, some of them are very clearly replicas of what the giants got rocking. Other <laughs> ones are of any shape, size, variety you can possibly think of. There are French, giants French ticklers and snoz whizzlers and God knows what else. Snoz whizzlers? <laughs> yeah, it's a kind of Willy Wonkrish kind of thing. Well, it's a very Willy Wonkrish kind of thing. <laughs> if this giant's rocking, don't come a knocking. Um. <laughs> snoz wangers and vicious knids. Well, that's Willy Wonka. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's what's inside of that one. And the very last vending machine that's next to this has got a picture of a woman that looks quite a lot like Vander on it. And <laughs> she's wearing a French maid's outfit. And it says, The House Mom's Knickers. <laughs> In strange kind of gothic cursive writing. As I said, she's wearing like a French maid's outfit and she's got a very faux like, Ooh! Kind of like holding her hand over her mouth, like, oh, you've caught me in a Why moment of indisposed. Like, I've got to go into detail with this horrible Why? stuff, it's brilliant. Funnily Why? enough, um, funnily enough, knowing that I might have to break into somewhere later, I'd buy the knickers. <laughs> uh, the knickers are, they are known as a well, as a very good lockpick. <laughs> I want to wipe away fingerprints. <laughs> these, <laughs> these are 25. Um, so, yep, you want to chuck 25 yes, in the machine, get them out. A, a capsule <laughs> falls out. Um, you're cracking it open there and then? Yeah, why not? <laughs> God, how far do I go? You've already gone too far. That's right. We have to go back. That's right, come to GM out. No, me. we must go back. <laughs> um, you crack these open, and thankfully, they're very clean, very clearly brand new underpants. Yeah. And there's absolutely nothing like dodgy about them in the slightest. They're just very large. Is the main thing. They're bloomers. They're they're kind of like they're the type of pants that are so deeply unsexual that like they almost go all the way around the circle for some people, uh, where they become yeah. sexy by say, virtue of not being sexy. Only a pervert like Giles would find these sexy. <laughs> Does Giles react to these oversized pants? No reaction, Des. No reaction. <laughs> I'm staying as far away from this as I can. <laughs> I, okay. uh, I kind of tuck them into a pouch on my belt for so, later. <clears throat> heading back to the pub, then. Yep. Right, you enter through the door, uh, soy calf in hand. I am, uh, yeah. Um, Tommy <laughs> takes notice of this. Goes, oh, on the, on the harder stuff, are we? Oh, yes. <laughs> I get quite a buzz off of this. You have a nice walk, guys. Where have you been? I went and saw the giant. Oh, tourist stuff. Well, that's not what I hired you, hired you for. Well, while I'm here. All right. Waiting about... for cover. Let, let us do our job. Oh, all right, then. I guess it's not my place to ask questions. You seem to be doing all right so far. Um, so, it's uh, afternoon. You come in. You're going to hang out in the pub for the afternoon, I take it. Time's going to pass. We're going to do Yeah, old, I'm going to uh... be sort of surreptitiously checking stuff on the Matrix. Okie doke. Uh, anything in particular you're looking for? Doing a bit of surfing. Getting some... Looking for local news. Um, in local news, uh, it's mostly wanted ads and um, escort services that are in the local paper. It's Well, it's not a paper anymore. It's a digital yeah. bu bulletin board. But it goes to show how little diversity there is in this town in terms of what's going on. It seems like there's a few people that are making money are doing so from selling themselves. And that the money they're making is probably not even going to their own pockets. Yeah, she's they're, pretty popular, though. <laughs> so he says so he says <laughs> um, beyond that um, there's talk on a bulletin board of local authorities and a general lack of them mm -hmm. uh, the fact that um, 
any of the local thugs have pretty much bought out any sense of authority locally and have done for a long time yeah. so that there's just a general tone of hopelessness amongst the local people that are communicating through pseudonyms and mostly trying to make sure that they're getting their woes out but not incriminating themselves mm. and that's what's on there okay I want to just illegally download some music while I'm doing it as well <laughs> are you, you going to use LimeWire? you're doing this in Tommy's connection <laughs> Yeah, why not? <laughs> okay. <No. laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you're welcome to, in fairness. I was going to treat it like, now. you guys savvy enough that you can do it without being caught. Oh, yeah, I so use a proxy. You, yeah, you, you use a proxy or the, whatever the equivalency at this point is. There's a sock puppet. There's a drone in the, yeah. in the network. You're using that. It's fine. You've got your music. I'm bouncing it off of a vending machine in Taiwan. <laughs> you took note of the vending yeah. machine that you bought the panties from and it's looked up a serial one. number and found out where there was a relevant one and bounced my signal off of that so that the authorities are really going to crack down on whoever's selling panties in Taiwan <laughs> cool um, I know my shit when it comes to illegally downloading music in country pubs good stuff uh, Giles doing anything in the meantime so niche uh, push ups push ups always push ups lots of push ups okie doke um, you have gained one gains gains <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Good. <laughs> okay, so uh, one of you surfs the internet and the other one of you does push-ups for about five hours <laughs> until seven o'clock. Hench. <laughs> yeah. Told you, you've got games. <laughs> so it gets around to about seven o'clock again. Um, your phone buzzes, Giles, and it's got a... This time it's just the calendar symbol, and it's from Dasher, of course. You'd yeah, I'm just going to reply with nine o'clock, winky face. You'd better start getting ready. Yeah. <laughs> want to look good for uh, your date I look in the mirror I already look good well okay you fell for me didn't you well no it was more sort of okay <laughs> <laughs> I get the feeling like we're not a couple no we're <laughs> he's just winding it him was up just like, there was a night of like heavy drinking and some passion and... I feel like we've done it a couple times yeah oh yeah but like like we're, we're, we're kind of like the fullback it's one of those things where, like, I go if, if I go out and I, I, I'm unusually unlucky, I just come back and we do stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but you're fine with it because you're like, I mean, getting tucked in by old women. So I feel like that wasn't my choice. I feel, I feel like it was. <laughs> feel like it was. <laughs> a little from column A, a little from column B. Is... I, that was, I thought it was a clever ploy to get information, but no, you're... <laughs> I still haven't told you what happened. No. <laughs> So you think I... And I haven't even asked, so I just yeah. don't care. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so you've sent her back, sorry, the nine, nine o'clock. Um, your phone rings again. It's the peach symbol, the wave symbol, and a clock next to it. And that's all you get. Wonderful. Okay, now. Um, right, so you're going to head downstairs, I take it? Mm. Yep. Um, Tommy sees you come downstairs again. He's in ex it's exactly the same situation. It really doesn't seem like that much changes around here day to day. Uh, seeing you come downstairs at about the same time you did yesterday, Tommy note takes note and shouts towards you. Oh, about that time of day again, guys. Oh yes, uh, off to uh, off, off for another night of entertainment. Mm, don't have too much fun, and night clock's ticking. I told you. You don't really get metaphors, do you, Tommy? No. I don't think he really gets anything. What? Here's one for you, Tommy. <laughs> Oh my oh. fucking god! Oh. <laughs> Tommy, Tommy, like he, he's gone from being slightly frustrated Hutched. at being told that he doesn't get anything, whilst thinking to himself, "I got those jokes," and now you're going to tell him one. Is he's lit back up again and he's moved away from Barry, 
back to that other end of the bar, the, jo- <laughs> the joke-telling area, let's say. I like the fact that your jokes are either so good or so bad that you literally nearly killed a man with them. <laughs> That's what happens when you Google bad jokes. <laughs> so we, we head down to the other end of the bar, okay, and, he's, and he leans over and gets okay. real close with a big smile on his face. He, he's ready to laugh. Okay, Tommy, here we go. You ready? Mm, I think so. Three fish are in a tank. Mm? One of them turns to the others and says, How do you drive this thing? Like a fish tank! Driving a tank like a fish tank! Oh, that's fucking hilarious! And Tommy actually starts crying over this one and sort of like falls over the bar a little bit. Oh my god, I've laughed like this in so long! See? This is what you're paying for. Full service. <laughs> now, we'll see you later. And, and he sort of looks up to Giles with tears and is like, I know, how do you get by with this guy cracking wise like this all day? Just, you, you must be in tears all the time. Just going to stare at him. <laughs> um, Tommy, stared, seeing your kind of like sour expression, he just laughs even. Oh my God, you don't find it funny. Oh my God, can you not find it funny? And he's just falling over himself as you guys make your way out of the back door. <laughs> so it keeps him happy, keeps him off our back. <sighs> Into the night we go. <laughs> we headed straight to the club. Uh, See me in the club. Well, you're meeting Dasher at the front. Of the at club. the front of the club. Yes. Which will basically distract everyone. I'm gonna um, be sneaking oh. round to the back oh. to that hole in the hedge that we made, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna be trying to sneak through like cut maybe just surreptitiously yeah we'll call it a chain link fence yeah um have you got any equipment or anything on your character right now that can get you through that i got a knife a knife for a chain link fence (laughs) Uh, i've got some goggles if but there are a couple of locations that are on that high street that i've not really alluded to that i've genuinely written down on my sheet so i'm not just picking this up off the fly listeners this isn't just me finding a solution. He's running wild. Um, there is a um, hardware store on the high street. Yeah, okay, I want to buy some secateurs. Secateurs for fence? Still? Pliers? Wirecutters. I don't Wire-cutters. know. I'm thinking something, something a bit strong. Fence removers. I want to buy a... Secateurs will get you through the brambles some for some more, but... <laughs> I, want to, I want to buy a burglary kit. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> um... So, yeah, just some wire cutters. Yeah. Okay, so as you've both headed down the high street, you realise that you need to get some sort of tool to get you through this fence. And uh, you notice one of the few businesses that's still operating is some sort of hardware store. Places mm. There's still building work occurring nearby. There's still enough people just to require upkeep of things. So this place is just about getting by. And you can see a variety of tools and what have you inside. Yeah. Uh, heading inside, you can see that there's um, quite a nice pair of um, bolt cutters that will likely do the job for you. Hmm. Um, they cost 70. I'm assuming that's just a yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm I, ascribing an arbitrary money, pricing running through to a great my, I'm running through my money, but I'm keeping it in the back of my head of like, well, I'm going to get this money back when we mm. complete the job. These are sunk costs, really. Yeah. So, so you've got. We're past the point of no return. I'm into the sunk cost fallacy. <laughs> <laughs> I want a, at the end of it. I want a multi-role aircraft that can take off from. <laughs> <laughs> that isn't a waste of billions upon billions upon billions. <laughs> Political. So um, you've got your bolt cutters, and we're going to head back out. Uh, did you keep on going, or did you stick with him? Are you still together? I've um, got a date. 
Yeah, he's got oh, a you date. kept going. Okay, uh, I just said, like, okay, well, I'll, I'll meet you later on. I've got this to... is very much it. Yeah, I, 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 tr- I trust him. Yeah, he's okay, the distraction. So, I'm so we're into vignette territory yeah. with Silas right now. So you've got your vault yes, cutters. Um, you're going to head down the road towards the um, the Giants Inn, turning off before you get to the car park so that it's a little bit inexplicable. Yeah, I don't want to be. You, know, you don't want to be seen front. to be approaching yeah. and then quickly making a beeline for the side. Yeah, that's, head a, off. that's a bit obvious. You make your way into the bushes and what have you. The sun's just setting. It's really just starting to get to be properly dark now. Yeah. And you find the spot. It takes you a little while to kind of crawl through, well, not crawl through, but find your way through all the bushes and what have you again. And you can eventually find the spot that's being cut through. And you get a glimpse through to the back of the building. Uh, it being a little earlier in the night than the first time you came here, the back door that was being uh, that you assumed was for stock is open. And you can see that inside of that area are a few barrels. There's wires and cables and things and uh, pipes connecting things clearly this is where the alcohol is stored Hmm. and pumped through to the bathroom Um, the uh, steam vent is pumping quite a lot more than it was previously there's indication that whatever that's connected to is in high operation right now and the office which you could kind of see the outline of the table and workstation in before is now well illuminated enough just that you can definitely see that it is a workstation 100% and that there is no indication that this is connected to anything. This is a tabletop um, workstation. It is an individual base unit. There is no cabling coming off of it in any direction. It's clearly a standalone thing. Mm. Do I see any security cameras that would catch me? There are no cameras pointed at this part of the building. It's assumed, based on the ones pointed at the front and the fact that there's no pathway aside from potentially this one that drops out of sight, there's no way of getting back here without being on camera already. Okay. I want to just sort of stealthily kind of go up to the side and kind of be up against the wall to the side of the the goods inn. Mm -hmm. Just do I see anybody? Like, is there any sign of life? So we've cut through the fence yes. already. Okay. Do you need me to roll for that at all or anything? Uh, no, I'm going to assume like these are good bolt cutters. As much as your guy's not a physically adept, I just dropped guy. seventy. Got new yen on it. Yeah, exactly. Gold. This is a tool that does the job. You knew you were buying something that was definitely going to get through that fence. Yeah. You'd seen the quality of it yesterday, so you knew what you were buying. Um, so you're through the fence. Uh, you quickly sidle up to the side of the building. Um, sorry, where, where did you want to look exactly? I just kind of took. If I'm getting in. Um, presumably I have to go in through the entranceway. So I'm sort of going to the side of the entranceway and just kind of checking to see if there's anybody there. Okay. Um, you glance your head around the corner and you can see the back of a uh, what you assume to be an employee's head. It's a guy with a, tick, a um, clipboard. He's mm-hmm. checking stock and ticking things off. He's not particularly well built. He doesn't look like he's a fighter of any particular sort. That perhaps he's a kind of delivery guy that's perhaps finishing off a delivery, that kind of deal. Right. It, it's hard to tell what his role might be aside from he's dealing with the stock. I time. don't recognise him though. No. Okay. He wasn't present in the club when you were there yesterday. Right. Well, I'm not really much of a fighter either. Well, as he goes about his work, he's moving between the different barrels and kegs, checking dials and measurements, jotting it down on his clipboard. Right. Um, If you stay where you are right now, should he turn towards the door, he's going to see you immediately. Okay. Um, It looks, there's a row of barrels, and he's about halfway down them. It's going to take him maybe another ten minutes at a push, if he keeps at the pace he's going, to get to the end of that, and then perhaps he'll turn back. Okay, is there a sort of 
past sort of in is there a way that look is there like a doorway or anything that looks like it'd be heading towards that office the corridor full of stock uh, it leads down barrels lining both sides left and right other stock stacked up on shelves above it mm-hmm. at the end of that is a door it's not quite clear where that leads to okay would I be able to sneak past him to get to that door uh, no this is a quite a tight corridor it's it's probably about a meter across there's enough space for him to be stood there checking these things and for them mm. to bring the barrels in and out but that's like most stock rooms this okay, is kind so no of no way to get past it, it without, squeezed, without it right knowing okay i'm gonna discount that for now then okay um because i don't you know stealth being the name of the game um the window to the office does it appear to be openable from the outside or um at the top of the window it's kind of future double glazing okay right. i just wanted to, i wondered whether it was on like a hinge and it just happened to be closed or whether it's like what's that four uses of what quadruple glazing oh. <laughs> i thought you were alluding to like that's four times you've just put future in front of something <laughs> no, just no that would have been a funny thing to keep hold of though <laughs> i think i've done it twice that's future, yeah. it's future cling film um so it's yeah there, there is a way of opening the top of the window but it's clearly like it's locked from the inside and it's okay. some sort of electronic mechanical lock that is only openable from that inside. Right, okay, so call that a no then. Okay, I'm, I'm filing both of these things away as like, I'm going to have to call uh, cause a ruckus to get in any of these ways. Potentially. I, yeah. Okay, well while I'm still, you know, undetected, um, I want to head down that pathway to see where it went. Okay. So, creeping past the door, because that's the direction that this is in, mm-hmm. uh, you sneak past, the guy doesn't take any notice, he's absorbed in what he's doing, he's stepping onto the next barrel, another five minutes maybe, and he's going to be done. Yeah. You keep going, and you see the path in front of you as it's dropping off, where you could see previously in the day before, the darkness had kind of... The darkness fell quite deeply as the path dropped off, whereas you've got just enough sunlight now to see that this leads down a slope and into a tunnel. Okay. And that this tunnel is lit, but you can't because of the angle you stood at. Do you want to keep going? Do you want to go into the tunnel? Yeah, at the very least get to the point where I can see into it. Okay, so you're going to go down the slope of the hill. You can see down through the tunnel. Uh, Very clearly this is where the stock travels through. There are no vehicles that can get to the back of the building. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not a very long tunnel. It's probably about 20 metres, if that. And it's literally just a straight line. It okay. comes up at the other end. There's a slope that comes up and leads out into... And if, do you want to go all the way along it, or are you just well, going to see... Th- from context clues, could I put together that maybe that just comes out onto the street? Or or does it... Well, you're not 100% certain. You didn't see okay. where it actually led out when you made your way around the building. Right. In fact, I should make it longer on that basis. So it's about 200 metres long. Okay, that's pretty long then. Okay, that might be... Yeah, I want to head along it then. Okay. So you're heading along that, this That corridor. seems like an odd solution for just getting around to the back of a building mm-hmm. rather than just having a, you know, a, a more convenient way. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you head along the tunnel and at the end you find yourself in a fenced-in area. Okay. Um, there is a gate to one side of it. Uh, the, this is, these are not chain-link fences. These are opaque, solid sheet metal. Right. Uh, it completely encloses the area. They're tall enough that nobody could simply like hop up and get a look into what's going on in this mm-hmm. place. Uh, there's large gates, and the inside of this spot is a uh, parked armoured vehicle. Oh, wow. 
and to the side of this, as you just come up the crest of the hill, you start hearing voices as you approach, and a man in a white suit is stood next to the van. Okay, I want to duck into any shadow, just to... Okay. What little shadow there is, considering this is just a long, well-lit tunnel... Yeah. You kind of... You're going to have to step out of the tunnel a little bit, and kind of like... There's going to be, let's say there's a edge of a wall. You're coming up the tunnel, there's going to be like a little edge of a wall hanging out, and you can lean against that and kind of glance out. You're not getting a very good look at this, but you can hear what's happening at least. I I, I want to do that, because I feel like if I'm in the tunnel, if anybody looks down it, I'm completely in the open. Um, Okay, so what you can hear as you approach is uh, a German-accented man speaking, presumably the man in the white suit. Well, I remember the white suit from what uh, the barman... Uh, Bert. Um, Bert, yeah, from what Bert had said to us. Mm-hmm. Um, was it him or was it Vander? I think they both mentioned the yeah. white suit. Well, oh, I remember, yeah. I'm trying to mention the white suit, Bert yeah. just said that he was dressed better. Yeah. Oh, I remember I remember him having a white suit and it putting it two two together. This is Dieter. Okay, okay. So, oh, you can hear him talking to... Uh, there are two other men with him. Um, nobody that you recognise again, people that weren't from the club. Okay, boys, this is what I want you to do. Um, I need you to take the van out into the town, and I need you to go and collect this girl. Her name is Bonnie. I have her debt. I own it. And uh, you are bringing her back to the club. And uh, we're going to have a good time tonight. The boys kind of go, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's right, boss. You always treat us right. Yes, boys, I do. Off you go. They hop into the van, and Dieter turns towards the tunnel and starts walking. Okay. Is he going to see me if I don't move? If you don't move right now. Okay, I won't move right now. <laughs> You're not going to move? No, I want to move. Okay, okay. okay. Right, I want you... Um, let's see, what's a relevant stat for this? Um, okay. I'm going to give you a... Agility check against his intuition. Okay, I have three agility. So you've got three, and his intuition is... Dieter has four intuition. Yeah. I'm sure this will all go fine. He's quite a sharp man. Uh, so, four dice. Uh, well, that's two ones and a three. Ooh, two ones and a three? Yeah. You just glitched. <laughs> you got more, more ones. Uh, yeah, you rolled like a shit ton. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, in your effort to quickly move out from behind the um, the wall, you trip over your own feet and fall hard onto your knees. Oh, bollocks. Just as Dieter approaches. What the hell is this? Who the hell are you? I, I got lost on the... It's my first day. Behind Dieter, the door, uh, the gate to the location is just closing as the van pulls away. Mm. Dieter spins around, shouting, Boys! Boys! Stop! 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 Ah, he's not buying this. I pull out my pistol and just shoot him. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Nice. See, okay. So, back in the game. I can maybe shoot one guy, I can't shoot four guys. Okay, that's going to do it for this episode. Our next episode, the final part of this Shadowrun storyline, will be available as usual in two weeks' time on Thursday the 11th of October. In the meantime, you can get in contact with us on Twitter and Facebook, both of which we are at PretendWithDice. You can also email us at PretendingWithDice at Outlook.com. 
If you're an iTunes user, it'd be really great if you could leave us a rating and review. Uh, it all helps us to find new listeners, and we'd just really love to hear what you all think of the podcast. So for now, that's our show. I hope you all enjoyed it. We'll see you next time. <laughs>